there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the baby. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. What happened then? What happened? What, what, what happened? What are you? you kind of like you forgot the word institute. My name is Luke. Did I? Yeah, I think so. Or maybe my internet just cut out and it sounded weird. Ah, maybe it was your again. Let, let, let's, um, let's look at the, uh, at the possibilities, shall we? Either I forgot the name of the podcast, which We've I've been said- been doing for over four years. Yeah, I've said 200 times. Yeah. Or- the internet in Westport, New Zealand might be a little shaky. Cam, I'm not even in Westport. <laughs> I'm in Cape Fowland. We uh, we don't even have landline internet out here. We have to get a little satellite thing. Yeah, so two possibilities. We can go back to the tape, though. If you're, if you're listening to this, you can hear whether I said hypothetical institute. I'm pretty sure I did, right? Salty? Back I am salt. All right. And I'm Cam. <laughs> what a cool intro. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> uh, hey Cam, before we get started, mm-hmm. congratulations on winning a journalism award. Hey. Thank you. What was the uh, award? Uh, Best Radio Program Talks at the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia Awards. Uh, the commies. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> they call them the commies. How exciting, Cam! Did you know you were going to win an award? Well, I knew I was nominated uh, mm. as a as you know a top award-winning radio journalist I, I try to keep it across these things <laughs> yep uh but to be honest i did not expect us to win at all because <laughs> i looked at all of the other people that were nominated i was like oh geez they're really good Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice to then win yeah so two-thirds of our podcast hosts have won journalism awards oh really what award did you win salty uh, oh mate uh, it was a few years ago now <laughs> i don't like to talk about it that much uh, which is a remarkable achievement for a podcast of such high quality. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, what do- can, can we also not, like, I would also like to put it on the record that I have been in every list of the best political memes of the last decade that gets published. Yeah. So I, I not, say- to, not to minimize my involvement in the, the realm of, you know, commentary. Renowned, commentary. renowned political satirist. Yeah. Andrew Saltmarsh. If you look at how many lists of the top 10 Australian memes that Salty's been in, 
mm. for his contribution to the discourse of Bill Shorten with a mullet. <laughs> I, th- I would say we are three for three for journalism awards. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, what are we? Uh, what are we turning our keen eyes onto today? Well, congratulations to King Charles for outlasting the Lizard Queen and ascending to the throne. We're going to be talking about the King Charles of Wales. He's gotten off pretty lightly, old King Charles, hasn't he? In what sense? In terms of the conspiracy. Realm? Yeah, yeah. Like his mum's a, a famous lizard Nazi. His dad was a eugenicist and like super racist. Um, they bumped off his wife. Yeah. Yet he's just kind of coasted on through. And I feel like we'll probably unpack this a little bit more, but he's kind of cultivating a bit of a conspiracy guy lifestyle. Yet there's no real, yeah. you know, he doesn't really pop up in anything. I like oh, how we don't mention that his brother's a massive pedo because there's just no oh, yeah. truth there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like one degree from Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> like there couldn't be more of a guy that should be, you know, right popping in the up QAnon memes, yeah. So I, I, I did find a bit when I went looking. <laughs> yeah. Not, not completely unscathed. Uh, so I found a bunch of people trying to put together King Charles with the Antichrist. Okay. Oh yeah, and one of them. I th- this is a great start to a conspiracy video. Uh, they start off the saying, you know, Queen Elizabeth has passed away and gone to meet her reward. Now, is her son the Antichrist? It's like if you think her son is the Antichrist, why would you think that her his mum has gone to heaven? Do you think maybe her is- reward is partying in hell with like Jimi Hendrix and shit? It could be, but it's just it just it was just that sort of reflex to be respectful of the queen dying. <laughs> but, but then, like one breath later, be like, so the question is: Is her son the Antichrist? Is he, you know, is he doing Satan's work on Earth? And so, what's the evidence for him doing Satan's work on Earth? Well, there's a few bits of evidence. Uh, number one, gematria. If you put uh, so this this math work was done back when he was Prince Charles. If you put Prince Charles into a gematria calculator, and I should stress this is not any of the gematria calculators that you will find online that are sort of established as the you know standard gematria methods. You do mm-hmm. need to find one that they fucked around with. Uh, <laughs> if you put it, if you put his name in, and you like take four letter, four letters out of the alphabet, six six six, Prince Charles comes back to. Uh- there we go. So, yeah, I I found, like, heaps of articles where they're like, oh, yeah, Prince Charles equals 666 in Gematria. It's like I couldn't work out how they did it. And then they're like, oh, yeah, there were only 22 letters in the alphabet when that was written. So we uh, we just ignore those other letters, and that's how you right. get the number. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, guys. <laughs> that's, not how, that's that, not how the rest of us are doing it. That's the thing with Gematria, though. You can just kind of twist it and make it work however you want, and it's always going to be right. So. Mm. You can't, no one can argue with that. Now, the other big thing canning against King Charles is uh, in Revelation, I believe 13 1, mm-hmm. there's a description of the beast that emerges uh, and, and worships the dragon. Uh, right. And if you recall it, it's like a leopard with feet like the feet of a bear and a mouth like a lion. Oh. Now, I do invite you to peruse King Charles's coat of arms which has an animal on it, 
which you would have to say has the head of a, a lion, so a mouth like a lion. It does have a body like a leopard, or alternatively, you might say it has a body like a lion, mm-hmm. and it has feet like a bear, or you could also say it has feat like a lion. Yeah. Uh, so it is, it is a lion on the coat of arms, but if you were to like chop the feet off and put a bear's body on top, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that could be a bear. Because it's just a cartoon. <laughs> it's not like a photograph. Yeah. Like if you if you right. if you chop if you chopped if you took a photo of a bear's feet and put them next to a photo of a lion's feet, you'd be like, mm, no, I don't think so. But with a cartoon, there's a lot more leeway. Mm. So those are two ways of looking at it. You could say either King Charles's coat of arms is an exact description of the beast from Revelation, yeah. or you could say it's nothing like it. So two options there. Yeah. Now you you, you say a. a a lion and a leopard. Mm. Did you know that a lion is the silver hallmark for sterling silver, mm. and that the leopard head is a silver hallmark for silver that was hallmarked in London or made in London? You know what? I didn't know that. Where's the I, center I, of the I, bloody royal family at? I think I, did, I think I knew London. this. I think I knew this for the last time you revealed. Uncanny silver marking knowledge. <laughs> so yeah, I, probably. I, think that, I think that information did exist in my brain, but I, yeah. no, I, I could not have pulled it forward without your reminding. Well, there you go. Um, also, who loves mm-hmm. bloody who loves stockpiling their wealth in silver? Cook cunts. That is true. <laughs> exactly, they do. Right? <laughs> uh, also, the the flag of Wales, I think it is, is a dragon. Uh, as per, you know, the dragon that's worshipped by the beast. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, I did, at this point in my research, I did get sort of distracted because uh, the the prince, of, like the uh, the prince of Wales or, you know, the the whatever of Wales, the, the, that flag, that coat of arms, anyone who's like associated with that gets to have their own sort of version mm. of the coat of arms so that they get like the little lion. And so there's all of these remixes. Mm. So like Augusta of Sexy Gotha, who was the wife of Frederick of Wales, had the lion and then had like a unicorn. Mm. Uh, Diana Spencer had the lion and then it was like a, I think a griffin. Yeah, it's like a griffin a, that looks like it's got dollar signs on it, but I think they're like spades or something. Yeah. Uh, Camilla Parker Bowles has the the lion and like a blue, some sort of blue beast. It's like a... I, I think it's a hog. Yeah, it's like a big hog. hog. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> is this the, was this the best coat of arms we could get? I don't know. Yeah, like, I. Mm. It, it is a pretty bad one. Um, Alexander of Denmark has this just is, a, ripped, well, a ripped dude. This, this is where I got distracted because <laughs> uh, I was like the six pack. Of, yeah, well, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the term cum gutters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Like a lot of people, right? Because it's like, why are they cum gutters? Like, I get it, but like, why? Why is so? Why is so much cum collecting on on these abs that they've become cum gutters? But you would have to say that the coat of arms of Alexander of Denmark, which features a wild man standing in a sassy pose, I would say, yeah, he's got a bit of sass. He's like just sort of leaning casually on the rest of the coat of arms, but he's got a little bit of a kink to his hips, and he is jacked to fuck 
with yep. gutters you could only describe as being primarily designed for collecting cum. What are we a podcast that says the phrase cum gutters? <laughs> <When does this happen? laughs> I'm not like I said, not a fan of the phrase. <laughs> yeah, you've just dropped it like eight times. It doesn't make any sense, but when it fits, it fits. And this guy is jacked to the max. Wow, I'm sorry to anyone that had to hear that repeatedly. <sighs> it's not just his, not just his abs; like his knees are jacked. Yeah, he's got them calves. He's got little mini calves, little mini cum gutters on his knees. Oh. Here, I thought we were going to riff on thirty to fifty feral hogs. Yeah, instead it went cum gutters. <laughs> um, he's also got like yeah, a little through- bit of little bit of chest hair as well. Mm. Just a hint. Chest double. Yeah, good looking dude. Yeah. But like Camilla Packer Bowles' one. What's that called, Cam? A cum rug? <laughs> Camilla's one, right? Yeah. Like, do they have a say in it? Or is this like some creep at the at the palace who's like, I'm in charge of the, the coat of arms? What's and this interesting is, what it, is... This is what it has to be. Some of them have a chain attached to them. Like they're chained to the prince and others don't. Hmm. So she has. I'm sure there's a reason for this. Anyway, yeah, her, hers is bizarre. I recommend looking them up uh, on the Wikipedia page for coat of arms of Prince of Wales because they're interesting, aren't they? It's. I would also say that that pig is jacked. We, we don't get like a front-on view, so we can't see the abs, but it looks like it's been working out. Yeah, yeah, he's got a. Uh, I'm looking at. It looks like he's got a fucking got a little stonker on as well. Yeah, is that, a that is the lion. The lion, both of them just rigid as. What's going on there? All right. Well, oh yeah. Why have they? <laughs> <laughs> why have they gone into this? <laughs> Actually, both of why? Why? Why so much detail? Yeah, it seems unnecessary, especially because the dude who we all want to see is covered yeah, up with leaves. Yeah, yeah, even though he's clearly a wild man. So, like, he wouldn't be wearing clothes. Let let the dude hang dong in the coat of arms. That's all we need. Yeah. Well, you know, normally I wouldn't be, like, advocating for, like, a huge amount of dong hangage on my coat of arms. But given that they do seem to be putting little erect wings on all of the animals. Yeah. <laughs> even if they're not, what, what's, what are those little lines supposed to be? Right. It's a mystery for the ages. It is, but like so much thought goes into these. Like um, this, this is something that's just snuck through. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was my research into <laughs> King Charles being the Antichrist. <laughs> I did, so there was also there were a few. There was a one comment that he made uh, recently, maybe at Davos or something like that, uh, that really set people off. Mm. So he was talking about uh, COVID. And how perhaps it might, you know, everyone in the world experiencing the same thing at the same time and it's all having to sort of come together, even though maybe that didn't happen quite as much as it should have. Uh, maybe that will be open us up to being able to tackle other things that we need to tackle uh, as a group, like the impending doom of the planet. And so he was talking about how we needed like a, a almost military response to climate change, but I think in the sense of everyone coming together. But he's talking about, you know, these groups with like trillions of dollars will need to do something. And it sounds like he says the phrase, 
someone has trillions of dollars at his disposal. And so that, that set everyone off. They're like, who are they? Who's he talking about? Who's this his that's at his disposal? And I saw this like so many times on TikToks and in conspiracy articles. They're like, he, he you know, he, he slipped up and mentioned the Antichrist. But when you actually listen to it, he's, it's not clear what he's saying, but he could easily be saying at its disposal and saying at its disposal makes total sense with what he'd just been talking about. Mm. The climate change stuff, he's pretty like big on climate change, right? That's kind of yeah. the whole deal. But is some of it almost bordering on a little bit of eco-fascism stuff? He's gone like on about population control a bit, hasn't he? Yeah, um, he's also, after a flood in the UK, said uh, there's nothing like a jolly good disaster to get people to start doing something. The tragedy is that nothing happened for so long, Um, which is kind of a sentiment of like, you know, I I get what he's saying, but also don't during a a disaster say, well, this is a good thing. Mm. Um, It just reads bad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, he also invests, he's got a bunch of charities. One of them is the Rare Breed Survival Trust. It's a conservation charity that um, whose purpose is to secure the continued existence and viability of native farm animal genetic resources of the United Kingdom, which really sounds similar to the 14 words to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The, the, whose Maybe purpose it'll... is to secure the continued existence and viability of the native farm animal genetic resources of the United Kingdom. Yeah, maybe. Sometimes you have to secure things, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the, um, I, will, I will say in King Charles's defence, there are only so many ways you can say that you want to secure the existence of something before you start sounding like the famous white supremacist phrase about securing the existence of things. <laughs> yeah. Like, if, if what you're interested in doing is securing something's existence, like, you're going to get into that territory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he, um, he also... Built a town. Are you guys always part of this town? Have you guys heard this this Poundbury thing? What's what's Poundbury? So, so they've built a town in the UK to be like the town of the future. This is you know town for um, walkability is a big part of it, and like uh, you know it's designed for community. And you know there's there's small town shops there, and there's about five thousand people live there. And he it's. On his land, which I'll talk about a little bit later, but I think he's like part of the funding and part of the whole development of it he was involved in. Um, I watched some videos of people that live in Poundbury and it's very white, very white in the sense of if you, when when they're talking about the, you know, this is like, it's just a good old traditional town is what they're all saying in the video. Uh, And it's on, this is on the Poundbury website. Um, yeah, it just like, oh, you've just built a town so white people feel safe. <laughs> like it's, uh, I think there might've been one, maybe one not white person in like an 11, 11 minute video of the townsfolk. Uh, one of the bits of the video is a, an old dude going to camera, uh, and sort of saying, you know, how it's lovely. And we also have young people here like this one. And they, <laughs> he just presents a young person. <laughs> it's not all old white people. We've also got a young white person. This one. Uh, it's Yeah, it's a really strange, strange place, old Poundbury. Uh, mm. I, I think it's designed to be, yeah, as I said, walkable, but I saw some stats saying it, it wasn't actually that walkable at all. Uh, the car ownership is just as high anywhere else. Um, but it's an experimental planned community. Right. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird thing. 
it is weird, but I, I imagine there have been worse experiments conducted <laughs> in history. It's not like well, a, maybe it was a, maybe it's like a posh British version of like when you say you're going to take someone to Pound Town. <laughs> uh, Downberry. <laughs> uh, it just reminds me of um, what's that movie? Hot Fuzz. Oh yeah. It just really looks like they've just <laughs> built the set of Hot Fuzz. <laughs> um, he but he does seem to really get into architecture quite a bit, but it's all old timey British architecture. Mm-hmm. But even to the point of where was it? it might have been Qatar or something. They were building a. a an embassy and he thought it was too ugly. So he stepped in and got it stopped from being built. Right. Um, just, yeah, just had a little bit of a complaint to the, the king or whatever. And what, they look British enough. Yeah. Something like that. I didn't actually write it down. Hang on. Um, architecture. He's written an architecture book as well. Right. Uh, he's got print. He's also got 10 principles of architecture. Um, he's got a, yeah, he's, he's kind of, described as a champion of classic architecture, which is, I don't know. Again, it just seems a little bit, um, what's the word? You know, oh, let's just go back to the simple life, a.k.a. when everything was white and safe for me. Uh, there's a headline, this is about the Qatar one, um, how Prince Charles triggered an $81 million headache for the Emir of Qatar. Um, so he objected to some designs there. Um, and they had to stop building it, which is strange. He's such a nimby. Yeah. It's not even his backyard. He doesn't live. <laughs> um, he also, he did, he had a foundation and, and said he was going to start doing some, they were going to rebuild Haiti after the earthquake. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? Uh, never did. There's just no evidence of him doing anything. Yeah. He was, was roundly um, celebrated for doing it. Um, and then it was going to pour hundreds of thousands of dollars in. And then that was it. Nothing happened. There you go. <laughs> <clears throat> um, the only the other thing I've got is uh, the fact that he's like really wants to be a vampire. Well, he's related to bloody Vlad, right? Yeah, and he keeps on going on about it. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's got a private retreat in Transylvania. They, they've made him a prince, um, and he keeps on going about the bloodlines that him between him and Vlad the Impaler. <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty cooked because <laughs> Vlad, you know, wasn't really a good dude. Yeah. One of those famous not nice blokes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he spends a lot of time there uh, in his little holiday house. And I think you can stay there. Right. You can actually go and stay at a print. The, well, now the King's house uh, in Transylvania. Speaking of, uh, speaking of vamps, vampires, mm. I uh, drove past Luna Park yesterday. They've only just popped a couple of big fangs on it. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, big vampire fangs with a bit of blood. Oh, my goodness. Getting into the spirit of things. Spooky season and all that. Um, I'm just looking at the cost to stay at his cottages in Transylvania. Oh. Not that expensive. Right. Uh, we can get a room for 109 euros. Oh, I mean, that, that area of Europe's not that really expensive anyway, is it? Isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe that's why he likes it so much. Out in the east. It's kind of eastern, isn't it? Yeah. Near Bulgaria yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Just seeing what a um the writer's room. There's lots of different rooms there. Let's have a look. See what it costs to get the writer's room. A couple of hundred euro. Yeah. Get some breakfast included. 
that's pretty good. Maybe we'll do that one day. Now, the other sort of thing about Prince Charles that is uh, relevant to us is that he's like a homeopathy weirdo. Is he? Oh, yeah. So he he had a company called, uh, or like a, a foundation called the Prince's Foundation for Integrated Health, right. uh, which he tried to get. So he was trying to get like homeopathy and like alternative medicines listed on the NHS, the National Health Service. Hmm. So his foundation did get shut down uh, like 12 years ago uh, after a whole bunch of money laundering <laughs> happened there. Right. But uh, yeah, he uh, throughout like the, the 90s and early 2000s, he got slammed a bunch of times because he... Firstly, a bunch of like a he he had like a health foods or like alternative medicine company that sold just complete bullshit stuff, like a detox tincture. But he also got a pinged for he gave a speech where he talked about uh, the benefits of coffee enemas for curing cancer. Really? Right. Let's get some coffee up here, Jaxie. What was the context of the speech? Like, was it a health conference? Well, I think it was an alternative health conference. Yeah, right. He, he's a weird dude, eh? Yeah. There's a lot going on there. Well, the footage of him getting really narky when his pen wasn't in the right place. Did you guys see that? Yeah, that was endearing, though. <laughs> was it? Oh, yeah. We've all been there when our mum's just died and the pen doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay, fair enough. You're trying to deal with your mum dying. You don't want a pen leaking all over yourself or like yeah. the bloody tray getting in the way when you're trying to sign something. Wasn't it like he was just outraged that something was slightly in the wrong place though? Are you talking about when the he was like, this bloody pen fucking cunt? And, or are you talking about when he was like trying to get someone to move the little pen tray out of the way? Yeah, the little pen tray. He's like, like, like yeah. on the face. Yeah. I hate this. That's what he said. <laughs> But I guess, I don't know. It is you're fun. So, you're, I would say, Robert, you've got it in for poor old King Charles. I mean, the evidence is there. You've, you've said how he's the Antichrist. Yeah. Um, he's no, really the, the, mad for becoming a Vlad the Impaler uh, relative. He loves a little bit of ecofascism. I don't think what's, there's nothing to like about him. Well, this is this is the thing, though, right? I'm like, yeah, he's the Antichrist. That's something to have a go at him about. Yeah, he's... Told people with cancer to stick coffee up their ass. Yeah, have a go at him over that. And you're like, oh, he was a bit narky when his mum died and there was a pen in the way. It's like, what a bastard. Yeah. Yeah. Be nice. Be a nice guy. You're the king. Act kingly. Cut him some slack. Had someone come in the other day and ask about the uh, the photo of him that used to be on the wall in the brewery. Again? Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't, didn't there used to be a photo of... Prince or now King Charles there. I'm like, yep. <laughs> like, Where is it? I'm like, not there. It's gone. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a, I mean, I'm coming from a place of bias. I'm not, I'm not oh, a huge fan You're massively biased. But I don't think the evidence. Maybe for all the wrong reasons. Maybe that was a draw card, mate. Get your bloody Prince portrait back up. I'm not getting it back up. The, the people that it's going to bring in, I don't want. Actually, I do want them. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry to anyone that's a royalist out there. Oh, last time we did a royal episode, uh, and I think I got mad about like who chooses the queen, mm-hmm. and we could just not we could just not choose one and just say we're not doing it anymore, or they could just choose whoever. 
and someone got in our menches and like explained it. The British succession, I found the tweet, just caught up with episode 175, British succession determined by succession to the Crown Act, act passed by all of Queen's realms in 2015. The Queen doesn't get to choose who succeeds her. Yeah. Well, thank you for that information. Yeah, that seems like a sensible way of doing it. Does it? Yeah. No, not in terms of, uh, obviously, there shouldn't be a king or queen at all, but in the sense that uh, you should have it set, worked out beforehand who's going to be next. Mm, mm. Yeah. You don't want and a it, king it, Ralph situation. Yeah. It's funny that they worked that out uh, before this happened. And it wasn't you that just found the, found the loophole that everyone <laughs> missed. That's weird. <laughs> Can I just put it out there? I would love a King Ralph situation. Yeah, I don't think I've seen King Ralph. Can you explain the plot? Uh, yeah, so uh, there's all the royal family, like all the royal family gather for some event and they they all stand in one spot to get a photo and then there's like all water on the ground and the electrical camera equipment like electrifies and kills the entire royal family. So they're like, ah, oh, shit, we don't know who's supposed to be the, the king or the queen now because they're all dead. So they do a big, like, I don't know, what a, what at the time was like today's bloody Ancestry.com DNA search to find out the who out in the world is like the closest relative to all of them. And it turns out that it's like uh, John Goodman, <laughs> who's like a- John you know, Candy? No, John Goodman, who is a- uh, you know, a bloody down down home 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 guy, uh, American. He's a schlub, right? A yeah, schlub. he's a schlub, and he becomes yeah. he becomes the king. But then they find out afterwards that, uh, like <laughs> the, the dude who was like the butler or something, or the the head of the household, is actually also a relative. So they're like, "Oh no, mate, you just do it. You're you're much more suited." Spoiler alert, he doesn't he doesn't stay king. king like uh, John Goodman doesn't stay king. He's, he's gotta get back to Roseanne. Yeah. Who's who's helping Roseanne look after Darlene and the gang? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, do you think do you think King Ralph holds up? Because i w I've never seen it and I've always I don't know. I, I really want to watch it again now though. Um this is uh from commonsensemedia.com. Dot org, sorry. What parents need to know. Parents need to know that King Ralph is a culture clash comedy with some strong language, stereotypes, and sexual references. Uh, blah, blah, blah. One scene features strip teasers with near nudity. Frequent language includes S dash dash T. Shot. Do you think that's shit or slut? That's shit, shit, eh? Uh, and bitch, as well as. It's weird that shit. Is censored, but bitch isn't. As well as mm-hmm. British slang words, wanker and toss, they're not censored. <laughs> uh, toss. In <laughs> 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 uh, uh, a section that plays up to harmful stereotypes, Ralph entertains an African king and addresses him in a dialect, sometimes lazily attributed to African Americans. Mm. Uh, they also take part in a spear throwing contest. The movie features some cigarette smoking and alcohol consumption, but not to excess. Okay. Uh, one review does not belong on Family Favorites DVD. Uh, this person got it thinking it was safe for their eight-year-old. Boy, I was wrong. Started out with four or five curse words in the first few minutes of dialogues. It only got worse. Uh, references to sex and sex acts 
And that was only what I saw before I had to quickly fast forward past certain scenes when I anticipated trouble. All right. Uh, I, yeah, I think I think Ralph, ta- he's, he becomes enamored with a stripper. Yeah, right. And they, an, eight, an eight-year-old could, you know. I, I mean, I was probably eight when I watched it. When did it yeah. come out? Her, this lady's- 91, I was 12. This lady's eight-year-old is just going to be like determined to see it now. Yeah. It's just going to become a real prize to see that full thing. Um, speaking of smoking in movies, this is completely unrelated. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched Alien the other night, the the first one. Yeah. Yep. There is so much smoking in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> they're just, smoking. Yeah. They're just like, I don't know. Just, even then, surely they knew smoking in space. Not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably super dangerous, but like I don't. There's almost not a scene where someone doesn't have a ciggy in their mouth. Even like you know they're doing like medical checks, fagging away. <laughs> Would not have by that point. By that point in the future, shouldn't uh, we have moved on from cigarettes? Or was uh, the suggestion that a uh, this is a dark dystopian future where everyone still loves a dart? Yeah, I don't. I think maybe. Or was it just that the actors were like, I want to smoke? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's also funny, that the clothes they're wearing, they basically look like um, an inner city wine bar in Melbourne, the staff of a wine bar or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's the current Melbourne trend. <laughs> I'm sure this guy pulled me a natural wine the other day. Uh, anyway, good movie. Can recommend yeah. watching it. Yeah. I watched The hey. Thing last night. Oh, and yeah. People are just constantly sparking up doobs in that movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which seems like pretty loosey goosey for some sort of, I get, I would have thought partially military run science operation. Mm. Uh, John Carpenter? Yeah. 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 I, I don't think I've seen that. That's a bloody good movie, too. Yeah. Well, I, I, won't, I won't spoil it then, Robbo. But, uh, no, I, w- I did go through a bit of a John Carpenter fa- phase recently, so I might. Big Trouble in Little China? Yeah, I mean, come on. Fucking the best. It's so good. Um, We tried to find Halloween on a streaming service in New Zealand, and there's not at all. Right. All the sequels are available, the remake's available, but the original, nowhere. Right. Yeah, how can we celebrate Halloween without watching Halloween? Halloween. I did see, I was looking at a streaming service yesterday, and they had all of the Friday the Turfet. Friday the 13th, except for the original. Yeah. But they did have, like, the 2009 remake of the uh, Yeah, so I, I think it's, that's the same here as well, so with, with that one too. So I'm, uh, this was on Neon in New Zealand, which I think might be Stan equivalent right. hmm. in Australia maybe. Or, yeah. What's the other one? Bing. Binge. 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 One of those two. Yeah, it's really really frustrating, isn't it? But it was like... This is a, this was an interesting choice in our in our library <laughs> that we're putting together. It's like well, let's make sure we get Friday the Thirteenth Seven, uh, yeah. and let's also make sure we get like I think the universally panned remake of the original. When they're like, a licensing oh, thing, right? I think they were like let's reboot Friday Friday the Thirteenth, but I think they hadn't stopped making sequels <laughs> at that point either. Yeah, yeah. There's some like. I was looking at this the other day. There's a few like parallel timelines where you can pick and choose how you want it to play out based on. It's almost like an adventure, you know, adventure book. Uh, if you want to see the Rob Zombie version where this happens, watch this one. If you want to see the rest of the universe where this doesn't happen, watch this one. 
which is kind of fun. Choose your own adventure series. I don't think I've seen the the, the reboot remake of Friday the Thirteenth. Why would you have? Yeah, oh, I don't know. You know, it's just I saw the the reboot of Nightmare on Elm Street. Saw the mm. reboot of Halloween. Hmm. But not that one. Weird. Um, have, have you guys watched any other spooky movies for Halloween? I uh, watched the first episode of Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Mm. Pretty good. Remember when they remember when they brought out a new series of like Tales from the Crypt a couple of years ago? It was fucking awful. It was mm. the worst bullshit ever. This is like how this is what that should have been from from the first episode. Oh yeah, good. that sounds good. But I'm I'm not we'll like, I'm really sort of uh, I'm really picky with scary movies that I watch. I can't watch. I can watch like things where there's just like sort of like a like a Jason Voorhees running around always in plain view just hacking people up and and being like that anything that builds up tension to a huge amount I, I'm out can't watch it oh really can't watch it I watched some everyone was like oh you got to watch this movie uh what was it fucking called creep I think hmm. uh, was it creep it's got um what's his face in it I can't remember I'm pretty sure it's called creep um you gotta watch this movie, it's scary as fuck. And I just I watched the whole thing and I was just in a world of fucking anxiety the whole time. Mm. And I was just like, why am I watching this? I'm fucking a grown man. Like, why I don't I don't have to be making myself feel like this. I don't like when I have anxiety attacks. <laughs> I love that you're you're I'm a grown man, I don't have to do this. Why am I like putting myself through this? I I don't have to I, you know what? If I don't want to watch shit like this, I actually don't have to. I don't have to put myself in a position to feel like this. Salty was the the movie creep that you watched a simple found footage film considerably more complicated when unpacked through the lens of male relationships and gay panic. Creep. I don't know. Hang on, let me look. Did it have? I don't um, think so. Did it have Mark Duplass in it? No. Yes. Cam, I think you're looking at the. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's turn the found footage. Creep. 2014. Ah. It's it's just like one of those things where it's like you're just always expecting this cunt to fucking jump out and scare you like they it's like someone he invites i can't remember what happens now someone's car breaks down and he's like come stay at my house they're like all right isn't that the plot of mostly to rocky horror picture (laughs) yeah but there's far less fun songs in this one uh yeah you gotta get fun songs Anyway, fuck. I was, yeah, I just, I just got to the end of it. I was like, I didn't enjoy a fucking second of watching that. I don't know why I didn't stop watching it, but I was watching it in like, hey, let's watch this movie. Okay. Put it on. And I'm just like, this is not, this is not, this is not putting me in a good place. I'm tempted to watch this for two reasons. One, Mark Duplass said that this film was inspired by films like My Dinner with Andre, (laughs) Uh, which seems like an interesting choice. And two, what's my dinner with Andre? Oh, it's like a it's a movie about two guys having dinner. <laughs> okay, is it Andre the Giant? It's not. No, Andre the Giant. It's not, it's not Andre the Giant. It's just a guy. I was getting ready to download that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and two, some of Salty's movie recommendations in the past have, for me, been misses. Uh, uh, so what? So <laughs> hello, <laughs> a, a disrecommendation. So, what of Salty's favourite things do you hate, Cam? Yeah, what what have, what have been the misses, mate? What was that M. Night Shyamalan movie? I don't know. Old? 
Uh, was it Split? Split? The, you- oh, like where? Oh, yeah, with uh, fucking. Oh, I know the one you mean with the, the guy. Uh, yeah. The one the that you don't Willis- know. It's uh, you know you're the one that you don't know. It's part of that Bruce Willis thing until like the very end. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah, you very highly recommended that movie to me. And then I, wa- I watched it and it was okay, but not. Yeah, I remember the- it being okay. No, oh, well, okay. Here's the thing. I remember it being okay, but I remember you raving about it. Right. it, was the- I, it was you the- know what? I really enjoyed the twist at the end. Maybe I was like, man, the twist is great. All right. But the, mean- the movie was fine, but the twist at the end was great. <laughs> We have very different recollections of how you recommended this movie because it's when you were like things Salty's uh, fucking suggested in the past, and then you were like M Night Shyamalan. I was like, what? (laughs) I I couldn't even name one of his movies off the top of my head. Salty, famously an M Night Shyamalan stan, right? Obviously. Can I just recount my recollection of how this movie was recommended to me? It was recommended to me by Salty as possibly the greatest thing that had ever been filmed, okay? <laughs> it, came recommended to me. it was a modern Citizen Kane. I went and watched it, and it was fine, but it was not the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. And when you know I saw Salty... You know how I, I know Cam's lying? Yeah. Because I, I haven't seen Citizen Kane. But this is yeah. this is a generalization. This is sort of this was the the breath that was being spoken of as you know one of the greatest right. films ever ever made. I when I saw it, it was okay. And when I talked to you again, I gave, I was like, you know, it was okay, but maybe not the greatest thing ever. You're like, oh yeah, but no, I really liked it because it was like a, a secret sequel to Unbreakable, which is the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen that movie once. <laughs> well, it must have been on your mind when we talked about it. Because uh, <laughs> I feel like Cam's massively gaslighting me here. I don't know what I don't know what to believe. Are we in our own M Night Shyamalan movie? Is that what's happening here? Um, I watched Old recently, and I watched oh. The Happening recently, and I loved them both. But I don't know if they were supposed to be bad. Like I like the campiness of them. Old is the one where people are on a beach. Yeah, they go to the beach and they get old. old. I haven't seen it. Uh, and like, there's just the way it's shot and some of the scenes. They're just really hokey and like the dialogue's like really like right. Z grade kind of stuff. And same with the happening. And and I looked up reviews of the happening at the time. Everyone's like, "Oh, this sucked. This was terrible." And after the fact, people are like, "Oh, maybe it was supposed to be bad." And then I think him like Shyamalan was like, "Yeah, of course it was supposed to be bad." Is that the one that's got Marky Mark in it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's really like it looks like a B a B movie, but I don't think that was the intent. But afterwards, he, he claimed it was. Right. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed it. There's a kind of a, a fun funness to them. Uh, greatest movie ever, The Happening. Cam's <laughs> <laughs> gonna go watch them now and be like, Robo, why were you raving so much about uh, <laughs> those two movies? I, you think I'm gaslighting you, but I feel like you're gaslighting me. It's still going. Yeah, no, I, 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 the only thing I remember about that movie being really, really good was the twist at the end. So you do which it, you've just spoiled for everyone else. You do admit that you may have raved about it. So, well, the, what other, the any, any other movies? But I would feel like I feel like I wouldn't have raved about what happens at the end before you'd seen it. No, that's the thing. You didn't rave about what happened at the end. You just raved about it. I guess you weren't going to tell me the twist. So maybe you're raving. Maybe I was uh, like, he should watch it because the end's worth the end's worth 
the average film before it. Yeah, I think uh, you would have been respectful of of the spoiler, and so that would have, uh, in your mind, it would have been all about the end, but you wouldn't have said that. Yeah. So I'm glad we've come around to my recollection. We all agree that that's what happened. No. No, I'm still not there. Well, Robbo, you don't- That come out in 2016. That's like- Robbo, you didn't get to say what happened. Yeah, I just go on vibes uh, and how how well I know you both. And Cam, you don't have a great record of not being a trickster or a japester. No, just remembering who amongst us has won the most recent journalism award. (laughs) (laughs) Like the caveat. All right. Uh, and so that's that the only like, is that the only movie you can cite that I've been like this is a great movie and you've been like Yeah, what else Cam? Yeah, no, otherwise you're on point. That's what that's why that like was why the recommendation hurt so hard because it's like he's always recommending good movies. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't think he is. Like and I mean he he recommends good movies but they're all it's the uh, you know little big trouble in little china. <laughs> yeah, this is my great movie <laughs> Of the classics, yeah, yeah, which are great, uh, certainly, certainly great. But all right, so the M Night Shyamalan twist to our King Charles episode was that we spoke for ten minutes about the time that Salty raved about Split. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, um, where can people find us, Robbo? Uh, I'm Hypothapod on internet, mate. Twitter. <laughs> You, you, you do that. I'm not good at this. You do it. Yeah, we're on Patreon. Thank you to Tammy, our Cook $33 sponsor. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Robbo, where can they find you? Uh, you can find us at the bar, 10 Lindhurst Street, Westport. Hey. Yep. Slinging bummies. Oh, yeah. look, at the, look at the patch of wall that's a different colour from the rest of it around <laughs> it, where there used to be a picture of Prince Charles. Yeah, the beer patch of wall. <laughs> uh, so where can people find you? Uh, Twitch.tv slash the salt. Thank and, of you. course, in the corridors of civic video in the M. Night Shyamalan section. <laughs> and you can yeah. find me on Twitter, uh, at Sexenheimer, and you can also listen to my award-winning radio show, Yan Arpasaran, on 3CR. Uh, look at it for wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. All righty. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Don't worry about a thing. supply contains mind-altering drugs Don't worry about a thing Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia I said don't worry about a thing I accept You can definitely hear John Lennon say I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever Don't worry Not only did Bush do 9-11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which, let's not forget where all of the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing, except Donald Trump is clear.